all-generation services and getting to worship the Lord all together. I think that's an important thing to do. You know, we do that a few times a year. And, uh, and, and just getting to come in here, and then we're going to hear the word in a, in a few minutes here. And that's going to be fun. Uh, so just, just to kind of catch everybody up, uh, some of you kids, if you don't know what's been going on in here, what the grown-ups have been doing for the last few weeks, we've been learning about the Ten Commandments. You probably already learned all about Ten Commandments, right? Grown-ups, it takes us a little bit more time. We have to take a whole summer. But is there, are there any kids here who can tell me one of the Ten Commandments? Honor, Honor something? What? I'm hearing it. I'm hearing it. Shout it out. Honor your father and mother. That's a great one. I heard a, I heard a don't murder somewhere. Yes. Yes. Scream it out. Don't murder. For you know real what? people. You know what, Scott? You, you, you can't say that enough. For can real. You? Just get that it's, right in it's there. It's not just a given anymore. Wow. Well, that's right. Well, this is, yeah, that's right. We've been on the Ten Commandments, and, uh, you know, for the last four that we've been looking at, the, the Ten Commandments, so far, they've all been very interesting. They've all dealt, they've all dealt with sure. uh, our personal worship of God yes. and how we honor God, and today is a little different, um, and it, we're going to shift gears a little bit, but first, I think we got something cool. All right, so kids, you know how this works. We have special bags just for you with snacks and activities, and so, but we have, we have different bags depending on what age you are today. Swag bags. So if you are three years old, four years old, five years old, or six years old, you can come up to the front and get a bag from this side of the stage. Over here with Miss Melissa. Three Mr. through Scott, six over here. Mr. Scott, don't prevent anyone from grabbing that bag. No, no, over there. Over right there. Here. Over there. Bag. Whatever you do, don't Just get Just take big. one bag and go back to your seat. <laughs> Parents, if you find your child does not return to you, please come and get them. Now, if you have any food allergies today, you can also grab a second bag of fresh apples, our, our allergy-free snack oh, today. The kids have cookies and fruit snacks, but if you need an allergy-free, just get another bag right here of fresh apples. All right. All right, three through six, three, four, five, six. Did you grab a bag? Here. Take this one. Go back to your seat. All right. There you go. Take this one. Go back. Cool. There you go. Perfect. Now, I have a feeling this will be a little bit quicker. If you are 7 years old through 13 years old, you can come grab a bag right here on this side of the stage. Here we go. Over here. Over here. Over here. This is popcorn. If you Over cannot here. have popcorn, grab a bag anyway. But then if you, you need can an allergy-free bag, grab one with an apple. Take one and go. Take one and go. Take if, one and go. Very good. Very good. If you're 7 There's and 13, get everybody. one over Take there. One. Those are cooler. Perfect. Those are for 7 and up. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Oh, for take sure. One, take it. yours, take it. There you go. These are all the same. Yeah. All right. Three through six, seven through 13. All Again, right. some fresh Everybody apples if you can't have the snack. Okay. You got it? Okay. okay. And you can go back to your Good seat. Good Are you seven? Yeah, you get to go. Oh, yeah. You can get one of those big girl bags over there. Whichever one you want, Ollie. Okay. All right. <laughs> Okay. Good job, everybody. Awesome. All right, all right, all right. Cool. Oh, huh? Okay, if you're over, the over 50 55, bags are... <laughs> you can also come get a bag if you want. 
I think you just have to listen. <laughs> all right, all right. And if there's any teenagers that need a bag to hang, that's okay. You can come grab a bag too. Okay. All right, here we go. All right, here we go. So, kids, grown-ups, everybody, if you have your Bible, you can turn to Exodus. We're in chapter 20 today. We are on the fifth commandment. Here we go. Honor your father and your mother and eat your vegetables so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. Mm -hmm. All right? So suddenly, see, we, for, for four weeks we've been talking about God, and suddenly the, the focus moves from God to honoring our parents. But I think this really makes sense because really uh, this is another way that we, we show love for God by showing honor and gratitude to the people that he's blessed us with in our life to, to guide us. And so in a sense, this is sort of a bridge between the two halves of the commandments here. Um, now, let's talk about where we live in a minute. So, you know, in, in a lot of cultures around the world, if you go like to Africa or Asia or South America or different cultures around the world, did you know the older a person gets, the greater and more held in respect they are? I mean, imagine that, right? If you go over to Africa and you're like walking around with your friends, right, and you see like a 70-year-old, 80-year-old person over there, you'll be like, dude, check out the old person. That is awesome. That's, what, that's the way it's like when you're over there, right? They're, they're like, they're, they're the super, super duper people walking around town. The older you get, the, the cooler you the get. The older you get, the cooler you get, right? If you reach your 70s or 80s, you're considered like the coolest person in town. And, uh, and, and to be called an elder, it's like a compliment, right? I like that. I have a lot of, right, a lot of folks are like, I'm ready to move, ready. Uh, now here in the West, sometimes it feels a little different, right? You start off as a kid and you're cute and all, and then you become a teen, and you're cool. And then you hit your 20s. And here in America, you hit your 20s, and our culture treats you like an absolute rock star, like you are the ultimate human being. And then you hit your 30s, and it's all downhill from there, right? <laughs> if you're 45, like me, you're just kind of invisible to society, right? So, and, and this is especially true in popular media. Anybody ever notice, like, the TV shows today and things? I, I'll, I'll watch the shows. On my, I'll be walking by, and my kids are watching a show. It always seems like the parents are portrayed as kind of like the bumbling idiot, you know, and the kids have to save the day. That's kind of the, uh, often, often the way you, it, it's portrayed. But you know what? In the kingdom of God, God shows us a better way to live. In the kingdom of God, every single year you live, you are due more and more honor, more and more respect. You are cooler and cooler every year you live. And so that's what we want to talk about today. And this is where uh, this ancient Middle Eastern concept of honor comes into play so beautifully. I want to unpack this word. Um, kids, I, I, like to, I like to look at other languages and learn what other words are in other languages. Any kids in here speak any other languages? Who speaks Spanish? I see some hands over here. Yeah. Anybody speak any other languages? Any kids in here speak anything else? What, what over here? Portuguese. Yeah, beautiful language. Yeah. Oh, yes? French. Speak some French. Awesome. Awesome. Well, in the... English. Yeah. That's right. Uh, 
In the, in the Bible, you know, when they wrote the Bible, when they're walking around writing this Old Testament here, they were actually speaking a whole different language. They're speaking Hebrew. Hebrew. And Hebrew is this really cool language. It's got a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, so it, it, this word honor, I want to look at this word honor from honor. It's literally, this word is heavy because the word is chabad. It's got a lot, it's kind of got this, you got to like clear your throat like you gotta, you're trying to get something out. All right, let's all say it together. Chabad. All right, one more time. Chabad. All right. Chabad, right? It literally means weighty or heavy. Chabad, right? And so, so to, to give Chabad is like to give weight to somebody's opinions and their, their reputation, their wisdom, uh, their experience, the position they hold. Uh, holds weight. To hold, it's to value them, to prize them as a gift. You treat them, whoa, they are a gift, right? Um, so to honor somebody means you don't treat them as common, right? So I wouldn't just treat like, oh, those are just two people right over there. No, 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 that's my mother and my father, right? I hold them with Chabad, right? Wait, but it's special. They're special. Notice also, guys, this command is given to grown-ups, right? It's not like Moses said, all right, it's the time for the fifth commandment. Kids, gather around. Grown-ups, you can go over there. No, he's talking to everybody. He's talking to grown-ups and kids, and he gives this command to everybody, and that means this is to everybody in the room. There's no expiration date on the fifth commandment, okay? So that's interesting. But what we find in the Bible is that honoring means different things uh, depending on what age you are. Uh, It means different things for children than it does for adults. Let's check out uh, in Ephesians. Look at here on the screen. Ephesians 6 verse 1 says this. Here's uh, the apostle Paul is speaking. He says, children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. Then in verse 2, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. Mm -hmm. So the first verse, he's talking to children and he says to do what? Obey. Obey. The second verse, we know he's talking to adults because he uses a different word. Uh, he uses the, the word, the literal word here. Now, this time, he's talking in Greek, a whole different language. And the literal word here is value. He's talking to adults, and he says value. So uh, I would add this, too. If, if you're kind of no longer a kid, if you're sort of grown up, but you're still living in mom and dad's house, um, you honor them by abiding by their rules. Sorry, it's, it's kind of the my roof, my rules rule, okay? Uh, that's, that's the gospel according to Pastor Scott. Um, now, in fact, for, for a short time after uh, Mel and I were married, we were married, we had an apartment, and then we were going to move off uh, to college. So there was a few weeks there in between. Uh, my parents allowed us to crash with them for a while. And uh, so while we were there, we honored them. We abided by their rules. I wouldn't let Mel have any of her crazy parties, um, you know, even though she, she really wanted to. Um, I wouldn't let her. Um, so that's the rule. All right. So kids, first and most importantly, we choose to honor who? God. God. That's right. We honor God by obeying his commands that we learn from the Bible. Now, one of God's commands is that we honor who? Our mom. And our dad, that's right. Now, or you know what? It's whoever's in charge of you. Mm. Whoever you live with. You might live with your grandparents, or you might live with somebody else that takes care of you. That's who you honor, the Mm. person that's taking care of you. And out for kids, it's really simple. Honor equals obedience. Everybody say obedience. Obedience. Now, what does it mean to obey? Somebody tell me. 
Yes, sir. Listen to your parents. Not only listen, but what else? Do what they said. Very good. Now, is it easy, kids? Is it easy to obey? You know what? You're right. Sometimes it's easy, but sometimes it's not. Um, So, you know why? Because obedience costs something. It costs you your will, what you want to do. Is that me? Should I switch mics? You guys let me know. Bring me a handheld if this is bothering you. Now, our parents tell us, clean our room, but we want to play outside. Our parents say, do your homework, but we want to watch a TV show. Our parents say, eat your vegetables, but we want to eat french fries. It's not a vegetable, people. It's It's not not a vegetable. It looks like a vegetable. Seems like Your parents say, time to shower, but you're too tired, and you want to go straight to bed. Do you ever feel like parents just want to make you miserable? Anybody ever feel like that? It's a safe space, people. We can really (laughs) say what we're thinking. But I want you kids, look at me. Look at me right here. Imagine your life without them. Imagine if you didn't clean your room, didn't brush your teeth, didn't eat your vegetables, and you never took a shower. Do you think that'd be a great life? No. I know. Let me tell you. And this is why you need parents. Because you know what you'd be? You'd be a boring, stinky, lazy person living in filth with nuts flying all over your room, and no one would want to be your friend because you were boring, stinky, lazy, and lived in filth. It's true. That's what's happening here. That's true. So do you know what? Hit the slide, Mr. Scott. Obedience is actually good for you. Dun, dun, dun. It's good for you, and it's good for your entire family. Mm -hmm. It really is. Now, you know what obedience says? Obedience says, I hear you, and I'll do what you ask because I'm thankful for you. Obedience takes our selfish nature and exercises it, Mm. like taking it out for a run. Uh, It turns our cold, uncaring, self-absorbed hearts, and it takes it and it molds it into soft, thoughtful, caring hearts that sees the needs of other people. Now, there's a battle of the heart Mm -hmm. that's happening every day inside of us. We have a heart of honor that wants to do what... Our parents say without delay, but sometimes our hearts can be kind of hard because we want to do what we want. Has anybody ever felt this battle inside of them? You want to obey, but it's hard. You want to do what you want to do. Raise your hand if you've ever felt like that. And all the adults raise their hands. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's see what's happening. When Jules is asked to do something that he would um, rather not do. Hey, kiddo, it's almost time for dinner. Can you set the table for me? Okay, Dad, just five more minutes. I'm afraid game time's over, buddy. Right now, please. Yes, sir. Dad has spoken. Let's go. Nobody move. We've never gotten to this level before. You know how hard we worked? We're finishing this. It'll just take a few minutes. But Dad said now. After all, this family's a team. We really need help out. Oh, uh, it's no big deal. If we wait long enough, maybe he'll just set the table himself. <laughs> uh, 
I'd like to contribute. Mom and dad work hard and we want to show them we love and appreciate them. And this is one way we can. Blah, blah, blah. You know, they know we love them. I mean, if they really loved us, they'd let us play without interrupting. Am I right? Honor. Honor your father and mother. Honor. No, 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 no. He didn't say honor. He said onward. Onward to the next level. Honor is respect. When we obey, it shows respect and gratitude. Uh, Aren't you thankful for all the things mom and dad do for us? I am thankful for all the things my mom and dad do for me. Then show them. Show them by honoring what they ask us to do. Obedience is honor. Okay, fine. We'll obey in a minute. Let's finish our game first, though. Honor puts others first. Yeah, but quitting is the worst. We can't even save this game right here. I, I repeat, there's no way to save. All progress will be Choose lost. Choose honor. Choose honor. I don't want to put myself first. I don't want to put this game first. I choose honor. I choose to obey. Dad, I'm coming to help you right now. No! Ugh. I, I still don't see why we couldn't just finish the game. Sometimes obedience isn't obedience if it's delayed. It's best to obey right away with a great attitude to show our family we honor them. Huh. If we can't honor our family, the people we love most in the world, we'll never honor anyone. And without honor, we'll never show the world the love of Jesus. Really? Are you saying that setting the table for dinner is somehow related to sharing the love of Jesus with others? Well, one act of honor leads to another, then another, then another. Hmm. Well, we'll see. There's always setting the table for breakfast, and I'm planning on sleeping in. Bad heart. Oh man. Naughty, naughty. Hey, let's give Julie a big hand. Good job, guy. Woo! All right. All right, all right, all right. Now, okay. Now, for adults, honoring is a little different. Honoring is a little different. For adults, honoring is valuing our parents as, as elders, it's listening uh, to them, listening to our parents' opinions. It's their views, their traditions. Honoring is allowing the, the lessons that they've taught us to inform how we live and how we make decisions, rather than just rejecting everything, you know, because, oh, well, that's old-fashioned. In Jesus' day, the Jews would uh, honor their parents as they grew older by bringing them into the home and taking care of them, just like those parents took care of them when they were children. And so God was asking them to respect somebody's wisdom an authority, some, somebody other than themselves. And, and this is kind of against the grain to, in today's sort of independence-obsessed culture, but that's what, that's what the Lord wants to show us. Now, here's the thing. As you grow into adulthood, the fact is you should start making some decisions. You should start making decisions and start being responsible for the consequences of those decisions. And you know what? It's inevitable as you go along, eventually your decisions as an adult won't always match the advice of your parents. Um, 
one of the greatest lessons of adulthood, I think, is, and by the way, it's one of the surest signs that you're mature enough to start making your own decisions, is to learn the ability to disagree respectfully, to disagree uh, with honor, with grace, and with love. So, so there's a time in our life when honoring means obeying, and but then when you grow up, things shift around a little bit. And that's normal. That's appropriate. It's normal and appropriate. In fact, you know, if uh, to stay kind of locked into an obedience-based relationship throughout life, it, it can be kind of dysfunctional and unhealthy. There's really only one person, Scripture tells us, one person other than your wife uh, that you should obey throughout, throughout life. No, I'm, I'm joking. There's just one person, but I do. But there's one other person that I obey throughout my life, and that's our Father God, right? Our Father God, we can obey absolutely, without question, our entire life, because not only does God love you, He has perfect knowledge, He's never wrong, and and He's all-powerful. Now, there's somebody who really gave us a great example of honoring their parents, and that's Jesus. I mean, Jesus is such a powerful uh, model for us. He was honoring, He was showing us, even while hanging on the cross, he was showing us how he honored. The, one of the last things he says as he's dying for the sins of the world, you know, it's kind of a big deal going on. And one of the last things he says is he, he tells his friend John to take care of his mother, to take her home and take care of her. He, he's thinking of her. He's honoring her. And John did just that until, for, for all of her days. But it's important for us to remember that even Jesus struggled with that tension uh, between fulfilling his destiny as an adult and dealing with his family, right? That's not always an easy thing. Uh, one time his mother wanted, uh, wanted him to perform a miracle at a wedding because they had run out of anything to drink. And so she, you know, she's, she's mom. She knew he was special. She's like, my boy is so wonderful. And I know he could save the day here. Uh, she wants him to do something. And, and Jesus, his attitude is basically, mom, now's not the time. Chillax, right? It's not the time right now. Uh, but do you know what I love about that story? He went ahead and did what she wanted. He did what she wanted. He did. He, he ends up doing what she asked because he honored her. He, he actually put her wishes above his own right then uh, because he honored her. My very favorite part is that she asks him to do it, and he says, it's not my time. And then she looks at the servant and says, do whatever he tells you to. <laughs> because right. this Jewish mama knows her boy will come through and That's do right. exactly what she asks because she knows she's loved and honored by That's her true. son. He might be the Messiah and everything, but she knows that her son is going to love and honor. That's true. That's true. All right. All right. Now, kids, we show our parents honor when we what? Obey. Obey. Good job. Now, obedience, right? It's doing the right thing when asked. Obedience is respecting others. And when you obey your parents, you know what it's like? It's like turning your attention to them and putting a medal around their neck. When you obey them, you're saying, I, I honor you. I esteem you. I trust that what you're telling me to do is good for me. And I'm going to listen, and I'm going to do it. And when you, when you obey, it's like giving them a medal. And how do you think that makes them feel? Special. Appreciated, Appreciated. and special and valued. valued. That's exactly right. Now, I have a top secret kid tip. You want a top secret kid tip? Adults, look away. (laughs) Kids, obedience isn't just doing what you're asked to do. It's doing what you should without being asked. It's two things. 
Being obedient is doing what is asked of you, yes, but it's also doing the stuff that you should do. So here's what I want to ask you. Do you really have to be told to make your bed and brush your teeth and put your dirty clothes in the hamper? No. You know why? Because you should do that every day. You can do it without being told. And listen, when you do that kind of stuff without having to be told, it's like giving your parents double medals. It's -hmm. like giving them two medals. And how do you think that's going to make them feel? Awesome. Mm -hmm. That's right. Now, on the flip side, what do we show our family when we disobey? What do we show them? We don't show them honor. We show them dishonor. Dishonor. Dishonor, that's right. When we disobey, when we are ignoring what is asked of us or we're not doing what is expected of us because we care more about ourselves than anyone else, you know what? When you disobey, it's like blowing a clown horn in your parents' (laughs) face. That's what it's like. It's rude. It's disrespectful. And you know what? It shows dishonor. And, and, and how do you think your parents feel when they're ignored and put last? Un, un, unloved? Unvalued? Now, here's, here's, a, here's a little secret. If you want a fun family, stop blowing a horn in your parents' face Mm. when they ask you to do something. Put a medal around their neck instead. And I guarantee you, there's going to be a lot more joy in your house. That's good. I got a top secret kid tip number number two. Obedience is not just about chores. It's about character. Mm. So chores are helpful And being helpful is awesome. But do you know obedience is really about God's rules and the things of God's heart and your parents' rules? And so I want to remind you, yes, doing the chores, it's great. Doing what's asked is great. But when you forgive, that's obedience. And when you are generous, that's obedience. And when you tell the truth, that's obedience. And when you're kind, that's obedience. Amen. Amen. Now, I understand a lot, a lot of us, especially grown-ups here today, you can read this command. Some of you can read this command and be like, that's cool, no problem. I can honor my parents. I had great parents, right? I'm very blessed. I had wonderful parents, so it's not hard to honor my parents. But I also understand it's possible, just possible, that maybe just a few of you in this room uh, had parents who weren't all that perfect, uh, or, or maybe even, even worse, um, and statistically, you know, I know with a group this size, uh, there's a pretty good chance that many of you may have been raised by human beings who just parented badly. You know what I mean? Um, so, and, and we won't get too graphic into that this morning, but this is something that we'll get to go deeper into, into our, in our home life groups uh, during the week this week when it's just us grownups. Um, but let me say this to those of you who are here who are like, you know what, I don't understand how do we honor someone who sometimes behaved dishonorably to us. I want to look at a scripture, and it's in Romans. Romans chapter 3, verse 22 says this, This righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference between Jew and Gentile, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All have sinned. All, right? Who, who has sinned? Everybody. All, everybody, everybody. So the pertinent phrase here is all. That includes our parents. Am I right? 
That includes us. Uh, so, so you have to back up and see your, your, your parents in the light of the larger light of humanity. Uh, and you have to acknowledge that they, as human beings, have fallen short, just like I have. I've fallen short, they've fallen short. Um, and here's something else that we know, it's just a fact. The ugly truth is some of the wounds that some of you have felt from someone, very likely that person was wounded in the same way by somebody else. It's just a fact that these things get, these things get passed down and the Bible teaches us that this is what happens. There's this, it's like this generational derailment uh, that, that occurs, almost like, like a train. One goes off the track and then the other ones go off. And each generation stands up and says, no, I'm not going to be like that. And then they end up repeating the same mistakes. How many of you know what I'm talking about? We repeat the same things until someone... Someone is born, and they unhook that connection, and they break the cycle until someone is born who breaks the cycle. Now, what does all this have to do with the, the fifth commandment? I would submit to you, if that's you here you're today, and, and you're feeling that, that tinge in, in your soul, I submit that the best way to honor your father and your mother, if they themselves have messed up, is not to repeat their mistakes, not to repeat their mistakes. A life well-lived honors our parents. That honors our parents. And so the question really for you is, is how are you not going to make the same mistake and pass on somebody else's junk? Uh, Because you have a choice. Everybody sitting in this room today has a choice. You can become part of the pain or you can break that cycle. Now, this gets us back to, to our scripture, uh, back to the commandment, because notice there's something really brilliant about this command. It says, honor your father and mother so you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. This is a very unique command. This is the first commandment that has a promise tacked on the end of it. A promise, which is brilliant. And what is God saying here with this promise? Do you know what he's saying, I believe? Is that if you don't have a sense of gratefulness of where you came from, of gratefulness about your existence. If you just pass on the junk from past generations that they handed you, if you just pass that on, if that junk keeps getting handed down and it gains momentum, you know what? Pretty soon, pretty soon dishonor becomes systemic. And, and, and pretty soon a whole culture can fall apart because of dishonor. Because this person hates their father and mother, and pretty soon they become kind of the, fa- the kind of father and mother that their kids hate, and pretty soon everybody hates their elders. This is what we see over and over. This is true today. We see it happening today. These cycles of brokenness that began in the home start to extend to the whole society, the whole culture. And God tells us that entire societies can fall apart unless a generation is willing to stand and break the cycle, to stand and break the cycle. So are we going to stand up? Are we going to break that cycle? Are you going to refuse to become what hurt you? Because God gives us this command because for his kingdom to, to flourish in the earth, for us to be able to display his kingdom in the earth, for a society to, to flow in love and revival and forgiveness and grace and respect, it has to start in the home. Right. Now, kids, sometimes obeying, it might seem like it's not a big deal. But I promise you, it's so often the small things in life that matter the very most. It's true. They do. Um, like, even little things like making your bed. You think making your bed's a big deal? No, doesn't matter if you do or if you don't. We have a video. I want you to watch this video and really pay attention to what's being said. Watch this video. 
Every morning in SEAL training, my instructors, who at the time were all Vietnam veterans, would show up in my barracks room, and the first thing they'd do was inspect my bed. If you did it right, the corners would be square, the covers would be pulled tight, the pillow centered just under the headboard, and the extra blanket folded neatly at the foot of the rack. It was a simple task, mundane at best, but every morning we were required to make our bed to perfection. It seemed a little ridiculous at the time, particularly in light of the fact that we were aspiring to be real warriors, tough, battle-hardened SEALs. But the wisdom of this simple act has been proven to me many times over. If you make your bed every morning, you will have accomplished the first task of the day. It will give you a small sense of pride, and it will encourage you to do another task, and another, and another. And by the end of the day, that one task completed will have turned into many tasks completed. Making your bed will also reinforce the fact that the little things in life matter. If you can't do the little things right, you'll never be able to do the big things right. And if by chance you have a miserable day, you will come home to a bed that is made, <laughs> that you made. And a made bed gives you encouragement that tomorrow will be better. So if you want to change the world, start off by making your bed. <laughs> That's awesome. Little things matter. The little things matter. Now, is there anybody in here? One bag had a very special item in it. There was a little globe. <gasps> Would you bring it up here? Come bring the globe. It's yours. You get to keep it, but come up here. She's the special winner. All right. Bring it up here. And hold, hold your globe up and show everybody. You can stand right here and show your globe. Now. An act of obedience, kids. It might seem small and tiny, but honor builds. And one act of honor leads to another, and it leads to another, and then it leads to another. And if you can't honor your family, if you can't honor your mom and dad and your brothers and sisters, how are you ever supposed to honor your friends and your teachers and the people in your community, right? If you can't honor those you love the most, you'll never honor anyone or anything else. And so... You being a person of honor and you being a person of integrity doesn't just change your family. You know what it's going to do? It'll change the world. That's how it works. So let's be men and women and boys and girls of honor. Let's honor God in all we say and do. And let's honor our family and let's value others because together we'll change our family, we'll change our community, and then that honor is going to change the world for the love of Jesus. Amen? Everybody give her a hand clap. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, you guys have been awesome. And at this time, you know what? We're going to show honor uh, by giving our tithes and our offerings to the Lord today. If you need an offering envelope for your giving, if you'll raise your hands, the ushers will come forward and uh, gift you one of those. And while they're doing that, let, I want to I want to pray for us today. Yeah. And uh, you jump in there too if you would like to. Let's. I want to I want to pray. Raise your hand if you need an offering envelope. But I'm just going to be praying. Hallelujah, Father God, we love you so much today. Father, I thank you for your goodness and your mercy. I thank you for every single person in this room, Lord God, every single age. We thank you, Lord God, that we are the church of every generation, and you love every generation, and we all have a part to play. We thank you, Father God, that we can all speak into each other's life, 
I thank you for creating in our church a culture of honor, Lord God, that the young would honor the elders and that the elders would honor the young. We thank you, Father God, that we would most of all honor you, Lord, in what you are doing through other people. We praise you for that, Lord God. I thank you, Father, for the little champions in this room today who are just getting started and they're learning about you, Father God. I thank you that your relationship, that you'll, you'll, you'll just move into their hearts and have a greater relationship with them than they've ever felt before. That after today, they will just know that you are with them every single moment of every single day that you're their very best friend, Lord God. We praise you. And I thank you, Lord, right now for the incredible Kids World's workers and the teachers, uh, and, and all the people who make Kids World happen at this church, Father God. I speak blessings on their life, Lord God. I thank you, Father, that today that they've just gotten to sit here and receive from you, Lord God. And I praise you, Lord, that you are a blessing, Lord. You're a blessing kind of a God, Father God. You're a giver. You're not a taker. And I thank you, Father God, that you just pour out your goodness and your peace and your rest into every single person's heart, Lord God, that pour their hearts into our kids every single Sunday. We thank you for that, Father God. And Lord, today, day as we have a fun day and we go play. We thank you that you'll keep everybody safe. And as we eat the food, Lord God, that the chuck wagon has prepared for us, Father God, we thank you that you bless it to our bodies and help us to remember those less fortunate than us. We thank you that we give you praise and we we thank you, Lord, for every blessing that we have because all good things come from you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.